Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Red Devil Nation, your host Ethan Faff. And today we're going to dive in and talk about someone who's been quite underwhelming for the club with his performances. And this guy is Paul Pogba, the man, the myth, and not so much legend. You know, he started at the club in the youth ranks and put in some pretty good performances. Obviously, wasn't going to get first team play when we had guys like Paul School still in the squad. So him and Sir Alex Ferguson kind of got off onto a wrong hand as he wasn't getting the first team minutes he thinks that he should deserve. So he ended up going to Juventus in 2013 and started about 33 games for them, 7 goals and 7 assists. So not too bad for what his age was. In his final season in the Serie A for Juventus, he 33 starts, 2 substitutes, and 8 goals and 12 assists. Not too bad, if I would have to say, for Paul Pogba. But, you know, he came back to Man United, and I feel like he felt like he had something to prove. That he's not a bust, that he can play at the top level. But he came and he just looked lazy. You know, his first couple games were all right, but he just, he looked like he wasn't playing for the badge. And I think even later on, at the end of his first season, he just, he looked like he didn't want it. And so people, a lot of people are telling me, like, we need to keep this guy. He's a quality player, and I'm never going to say Paul Pogba is a bad player. Because I think he has so much quality, so much talent but I don't think Man United's right for him. I think he doesn't care too much about the badge and what it what it truly means. Because you got players that would do anything to play for Manchester United. Guys like Igalo, who looks like to take a huge pay cut from moving to Manchester United if he can secure that deal, which to me I think do we have to play him? No, but he's a good player to hold up a ball. And I think Martial's working on that. I'm not sure. Cause I, I think Martial's touch needs to improve to be able to hold up the ball like Igalo. But Igalo wants to play for the badge. The dude barely scores in China, comes here, and just goes off. Crazy. And it's because he loves the club. But Paul Pogba, he just looks like he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't even want to wear the jersey. Which is painful for a fan to look on. We just spent so much money on this guy. In his first season in the Premier League, 29 starts, 5 goals, 4 assists. Not not really what we expected from him. When, when, he, when we bought him with so much money, we paid so much for this guy to do almost nothing. But then we go out and buy a guy like Bruno Fernandez, who's just absolutely electric. Five Premier League starts, two assists, or my bad, two goals, three assists. He's been involved. And in Europa League, I'm pretty sure every game he starts, he's almost been involved in a goal every game, which is quite significant to Paul Pogba. 
And now you got Pogba. He's he's saying in the news that he wants to stay. It's only because Bruno Fernandez. He showed him up. He's came to the club and did what Paul Pogba was supposed to do. And a lot of people were surprised because they thought Bruno Fernandez would come to the club and he'd be slow, and have to adapt to the Premier League tempo as the Portuguese is a lot slower than the Premier League game. It's a lot less pressure. But he's come in. He's he's made the most of it. He's worked his butt off and he's created chances. And I think that's exactly what we need, a spark in the team. So with that, I, me on Pogba, my opinion, I think we have to let him go. I don't think he's a fit for the team. And with saying that, I'm going to dive into what, what I think our center mid should look like. So say we still have the guys and we don't pick up anybody in the transfer window, which we most likely will. I'm not sure about Jack Grealish anymore with the whole thing that went down with him. He was drinking with his buddies. He was out. Supposed to be quarantined, but chose to go have a beer with his buds. I mean, would I do the same thing? Possibly. Not too sure. I don't know if I was a professional soccer player and my team made me stay, I would I would go out. But who knows? So with that whole fiasco... He's obviously apologized to the press, all that good stuff. And hopefully this doesn't ruin his move to Manchester United because he is up there on our list with Jaden Sancho, who I'll talk about later. But I think Grealish could could play in our midfield. Whether we drop, say, Fred, which is most likely who we would drop, Fred or McTominay, obviously those are only two options. Because Bruno Fernandes is going to stay that center attacking mid. And we could almost play two center attacking mids and one holding. Which I feel like if we did get Grealish, that's where he would end up going. Say we got Grealish and Sancho, that's where he would play. Without Sancho, he would probably end up on the right wing instead of Daniel James. Which I'm, I, I do like Daniel James. The thing about Daniel James, though, is he's so young. And... He's going to grow into a good player. With the pace he has, he can he can be a very quality player. We saw spurts of it throughout the season. You know, he's knocked in some good balls to Rashford. He, he's been playing that ball on the ground, that through ball on the ground better as of late. But I think he's right now in this stage of his career at a club like Manchester United. He's got to come off the bench. And I think that's the best thing for him. Say, say we do get Sancho, which it's it's really up in the air. It's looking more towards us, which is good. But say we do get Sancho, we sub Sancho off. Say it's late, but then we got this guy coming on who's who's wicked fast, who's gonna run all over the left back whose legs are absolutely gone because it's late in the game, and that's where we can create chances. That's where we can get some late goals with Daniel James coming in. But I think if we do get Jack Grealish and we, we get everybody we want to sign, which is obviously impossible, it never happens. But we could stick him in the center attacking mid. And I would be perfectly fine with Jack Grealish, Bruno, Square, and then McTominay or Fred. I'd probably go with McTominay. With saying that, Fred's had, had an absolutely stunner of a season. The dude has worked his butt off. You can see in games he's he's 
he's the guy who's sprinting, tracking down the ball. He's the guy who's going into tackles as hard as he can. Which, as as a fan, you love to see that because you see that he, he wants to work. And I think he has put in the work over the summer because last season he played poor. He was not very good. <laughs> he just he couldn't make a pass, a forward pass to save his life. It was all back passes, which doesn't really help us. Looks like he's taking more chances. I mean, heck, he even got a goal in the Europa League. Yep, Fred getting a goal. Pretty pretty crazy. <laughs> but say we don't get Grealish, we don't pick up a midfielder, and we, we do sell Pogba, I think it's going to be Bruno and McTominay and Fred right behind Bruno Fernandez, which which isn't bad. Because both the guys behind him can make tackles and make up for the ground Bruno's going to go. Because Bruno, I think we need to give him as much freedom as possible. I want him to roam up top while Fred and McTominay just hold down the center of the field. If if we don't get Grealish. Because I think the good thing about why I like McTominay so much is he can almost slow down the tempo of the game. Sort of, sort of what Matic does, but he's a little bit quicker with it. Bruno Fernandez speeds up the game. He tries to make stuff happen. Bruno Fernandez has a lot of incomplete passes only because he tries to create goals. And that's why he's created a goal in almost every single game he's played in. Because he really he tries to make stuff happen. And with McTominay, he can slow down that tempo when needed and control the game and make those passes and that slow down our tempo. But it all depends on the transfer window and whether Graylish was is still on our radar with the whole incident with drinking with the team. I don't know. But onto our front three. It it looks good if Sancho, he looks like he could be ours. He looks like he could be a Red Devil soon. Not too sure, obviously, with this whole coronavirus thing. It's going to be hard. We're going to have to spend a lot of money on him. I think Dortmund said with the whole coronavirus thing, they would not accept anything less than $100 million. So more than $100 million for Sancho, which I think with the amount of goals he gets... Is it's it's one hundred percent worth it. I think that's where we need help. But when Rashford gets back, we should we should be a, a very strong team. And Sancho, he doesn't just get goals; he gets he gets assists. The dude puts in work, and he gets assists and goals, which is crucial. Because with Rashford coming back, we have so many players, so many dangerous players on the field. If if we get Sancho. So you got Rashford, dangerous player. Martial, dangerous player. To a certain extent. If if he's playing good that day. He's a little inconsistent. Sancho, dangerous player. And then we got Bruno right behind those guys who can just feed in and play balls through to these guys. It's It's scary. We could end up with a very scary attack. Coming up this next transfer window, if if everything goes right, I don't want to jinx it and say we got Sancho in the bag because I know Chelsea's looking for him, which I don't. I mean, it's Chelsea. Who would want to sign for Chelsea? That's that's my opinion though. But now moving back, 
talk about our back line. Harry Maguire, he's, I think he's a quality player. I really do. A lot of people give him flack, say we spend too much money. He holds it down. He's underrated. He makes the important tackles. I know I can see, as much as I can see, he's he's definitely a leader on the field. I mean, he wears that captain armband. He's a leader. And I think we needed someone besides Ashley Young, who was burnt out by 2015. We, we need a leader, and we needed someone to hold down our back line. And I think Harry Maguire can do it. I think he has the capability to, the talent. So far, he hasn't done too bad. And beside, next to Harry Maguire is, is sort of a toss-up, as Axel's been, Axel Tuanzebe has been hurt for, I'd say, the majority of the season, which some people thought he was going to be the starting center back next next to Maguire, but that was unlucky. But with saying that, I think Victor, for right now, is good enough. He wins tackles. He's decent in the air. And what I what I do like about Victor Lindelof is he knows how to play a ball. Because you'll have center backs who, yes, they can make the tackles. Yes, they can track back, but they don't have the the vision of the field like others do and I think Victor does have good vision of the field he can pick out a center midfielder through a tight window which which is nice to have because building building from the back I think for our team is crucial we need to learn how to build from the back and just make stuff happen the right back position locked up Aaron Wambasaka holy Christ that guy is amazing. It's hard to see him miss a tackle because he doesn't do it often. He, I, I just don't see him stop. He's lunging for every single ball the whole game. 90 minutes putting in work, putting in tackles, and just working his butt off, which hopefully, as a United fan, I would love to see him starting for England. I don't know how that's going to go with Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's a fantastic player. Not as good as Aaron Wambasaka defensively, but he can whip in a ball. And then left back, a lot of, there's a lot of opinions on left back. You know, Luke Shaw or Brandon Williams. Whether we're playing five in the back or four, that's that's where that's the key point. With five in the back, obviously Brandon's going to be all the way to the left. Luke Shaw, left center back, middle center back, Harry, right center back, most likely Victor Lindelof, and then right back, obviously, Wambasaka. But say we do play the classic four in the back, I would have to go with Brandon Williams. Because I know Luke Shaw's season last last season was fantastic. He, he really did put in a good performance as he won player of the year for United. But this season, he just gets beat. And I like his attacking. I know he's he's got a good left foot. He likes to get up the field and attack, which is nice. And a lot of people say, oh, you can't play left back when you're not left-footed. But you look at guys like Dennis Irwin, who was amazing for the club, at left back, scored goals, and he was right-footed. So you can't say talk about that at United when Dennis Irwin was a right-footed left back who did amazing. You can't bash on Brandon Williams. 
And I think Brandon Williams' character is good. He's got a really strong character. And he's got a ton of fight in him for being how young he is. And hopefully he'll grow into a player that just excels at that position. Because you look at his, I think it was his second game he was playing. He almost got in a fight. His second game for the first team almost got in a fight. That shows passion. I know in this podcast I talk about passion a lot, but that's what drives teams. And I think we need passion. We need guys who want to play for the club. Because, like, back when it was Paul Scholes, Roy Keane, all those guys, they loved playing for Manchester United. Absolutely loved it. Even Cristiano Ronaldo, the year before, or his last season at Man United, a lot of people thought he was going to just kind of go easy on it. As he already knows, his move to Real Madrid was secure. But no, he, he played. He played and he had a fantastic season. Because he just, cause players should love Manchester United. It's a huge club. The fans are amazing. Best in the world. So they should come here and they should be excited. But with Paul Pogba, again, I keep going back to him because I just, I just have such a problem with him. It looks like he doesn't really want to play. And a ton of people have said that. I know Roy Keane, he said, yeah, he's a good player, but does he want to play for the badge? And that's that's a question that Paul Pogba has to ask himself. Does he really want to play for the badge? I'm not, not too sure about that. But in goal, you know, De Gea... I still think he's world class. I know people have saying his recent performances he he's been dodgy, but I still think he's world class. And if we were going to sell him, which I I doubt we will, it's always a possibility though with the performances he's been inconsistent ever since that World Cup that totally got to his head. We're okay in the goalie department because we got Dean Henderson at Sheffield United who's. Many people say he's the number one goalie for England over Pickford, which I think he is. Pickford's just Pickford's a lost cause. I don't think that goalie's a top-notch goalie. But that's my opinion. But I wouldn't be opposed to having Dean Henderson come in for De Gea. Obviously, I still think De Gea's world-class. I think he's going to have a good season next season if we hold on to him. But if we don't, I think Dean Henderson will fit perfectly. I think he's a, a really strong goalie. And I think he can play with the squad as good as De Gea. Maybe not as, as good as De Gea in his prime. Because De Gea in his prime, he was the best goalie in the world for a time. He was definitely the best goalie in the world for a couple of years. But that World Cup hit him hard. So, I hope you guys enjoyed the first podcast i'm gonna leave off i've pretty much hit every point of the team and i will see you guys next friday peace out